An all-girls school in Tennessee is now letting boys apply as well. New York Governor Kathy Hochul is taking a kinder, gentler approach to criminals. Plus, Joe Biden and his team continue the comedy of errors. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with the story of an all-girls school. And you might ask, why is that news? Well, because this is not 1950 or 1970 or 1990 or even 2010. This is 2022, and the woke radical left has struck again. Forget sanity. Forget common sense. Forget biology or reality, for that matter. With the extreme left, make-believe has become real life. Not for everybody, of course, but the left has taken control of the leadership positions of corporations, the media, entertainment, big tech, and education. And what that means is that an all-girls school doesn't have to just be limited to girls anymore. That's right. Just like we have had men winning women's weightlifting championships and women's swimming championships, we now live in a time where men and boys it could be included in women's and girls' events simply by saying that they're females. It's crazy, but one girl's school has now changed its rules to allow boys to attend. Let me repeat, this is an all-girls school. And the really nuts part is that the school continues to claim that it's only for girls, even though the school is now allowing boys to attend. Here's the story. An elite all-girls school in Nashville, Tennessee, updated its admissions policy to allow individuals who identify as girls to apply to the school, according to a letter from the school sent to parents. Harpeth Hall told parents that the Board of Trustees updated its admissions policy for transgender students. The school will use the self-identified gender of prospective students over biological sex in determining whether a student is female, according to a letter released last week and initially obtained by the Tennessean. Can you believe this? This school is redefining what it means to be an all-girls school. Is it any wonder why independents and even Democrats are moving away from the Democrat Party? It's been taken over by people such as these trustees who think that a boy can be a girl just because he thinks it or wishes it. Not only are these boys obviously not girls, but the left is doing a grave injustice to these kids, pushing this transgender ideology when kids are still kids is wrong, and the left wants to do it at a younger and younger age. Here's more. Harpeth Hall is a girls' school. The school culture is unique and distinctly about girls, complete with the use of reference to students as girls and young women and the collective use of female pronouns, the letter reads, any student who identifies as a girl may apply to our school. The letter states that Harpeth Hall students and parents may work with the school when students identify as non-binary and use they, them pronouns. Harpeth Hall's policy does not allow biological females who identify as men to enroll in the school. The updated guidance tells incoming students that individuals who use he and him pronouns may not be served at the school. So, everything is now based on pronouns, not biology, but pronouns. Use she and her, and you're in. Use they and them, 
and well, we'll work something out. Can you believe this? The director of marketing and communications for the school insists that nothing has changed, that it is still an all-girls school. In comments to the Tennessean, Jessica Bliss, the communications director, said, we are and always have been an all-girls independent school. There has been no change to Harpeth Hall's admission applications process, which is open to any female student. Friends, this is America in 2022. We can turn things around, but it's gonna take all of us getting out there, speaking up and working to get leaders in place who will put families and children first and stop the left-wing assault on what it means to be a girl. All right, next, let's talk about what's happening to criminals in New York but first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next let's talk about New York Governor Kathy Hochul and her efforts to fight crime. As you know, crime is spiking in Democrat-run cities and states across the country. People don't feel safe. And what have the Democrats done in response? They continue to push the defund the police movement, and they are putting violent offenders on the street with little to no bail. And guess what? These people then commit even more crimes. So what's Hochul doing? Well, nothing about the stuff I just mentioned, nothing about helping stop crime. Instead, she's focusing on making criminals feel just a little bit better inside by getting rid of the term inmate. Apparently, the word itself is so bad that it just has to go. In its place will be the phrase incarcerated individual. Here's the story. New York Governor Kathy Hochul, a Democrat, has signed a bill banning the word inmate in all state laws, replacing all such usages with the term incarcerated individual. Ms. Hochul went even further personally, using the term justice-involved individuals in a press release on the new law. That term did not refer to judges, lawyers, or police officers, though, but to these same convicted criminals. We can make our streets and communities safer by giving justice-involved individuals the chance to complete their rehabilitation program and work at the same time, Ms. Hochul said in her press release. The law officially replaces any instance of inmate with incarcerated individual within New York state law. First of all, the Democrat governor's statement about making communities safer has nothing to do with community safety. It's about making criminals feel better. Here's how her press release looks online. The focus is about promoting fairness and dignity for the criminals or the justice-involved individuals. As the Washington Times pointed out, there are tons of people involved in the justice system, judges, attorneys, law enforcement officers. Are these people getting special new names as well? Nope. The only justice-involved individuals that Hochul and the Democrats are talking about are the criminals. Here's more. Language matters. I am proud that my bill to replace all references of the word inmate with incarcerated individual in New York state law has been signed today, said State Senator Gustavo Rivera, author of the bill. The use of the word inmate further dehumanizes and demoralizes them, he said in Ms. Hochul's press release. Penological terms such as felon, inmate, prisoner, offender, and convict dehumanize, degrade, and stigmatize people. Using a term such as incarcerated individual recognizes the humanity of people, 
said Assembly member Jeffrey and Aubrey, sponsor of the law in the New York State Assembly, in Ms. Hochul's press release. Of course, reaction to this new law has understandably drawn outrage and mocking from people who think criminal justice should be about keeping people safe. New York State Senator Jim Tedisco tweeted this in response to the press release. Another woke criminal's first law supported by our governor instead of doing her job in protecting the public from rampant crime. Help pass the bill I authored to repeal catch and release bail reform and give judges real discretion, pass victims first agenda and fire Hochul. New York conservative radio host Bob Lonsberry offered up an alternative word for Hochul to consider. In an effort to avoid stigma, justice-involved individuals will now be referred to as Democrats. Nice one. The Democrats have chosen a side when it comes to public safety. Defund the police and protect the criminals. That's what they represent. Let out violent repeat offenders with no bail? This is what is happening. And that's why it's so important to elect Republican judges and Republicans in general this November. All right, next let's talk about what's going on with the Biden administration after a word from our sponsor. Friends, I have an urgent warning for you from my friends over at GoldCo. The last time the economy looked like this, the market tanked 50%. Millions of people watched their retirement savings disappear. We could be looking at a recession far worse than 2008. If you have $50,000 or more in your retirement savings, you could be at the greatest risk. So call my friends at GoldCo at 855-700-6173. Get a free gold IRA kit and learn how thousands are protecting their money now. You could get $10,000 or more in free silver. That's 855-700-6173. Okay, next let's talk about Joe Biden and his administration, because they continue to show they are incapable of leading and instead are either purposely or incompetently ruining this country. Inflation is going through the roof. Gas prices are over $4 per gallon. The border is out of control. The country is in a recession and aggressor nations, our enemies, are becoming emboldened because they know Joe Biden has nothing going on upstairs. Here's just a sampling of the Biden administration. First, for some unknown reason, the White House actually put White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre out on ABC's Sunday program. She was asked about Biden's so-called Inflation Reduction Act that does not actually reduce inflation. Here's part of the exchange. But but let me ask you, it's it's called the Inflation Reduction Act, but the Congressional Budget Act uh, uh, Office, which is nonpartisan, said that there would be a negligible impact on inflation this year and barely impact inflation at all uh, next year. I mean, isn't it almost Orwellian? How can you call it Inflation Reduction Act when the nonpartisan experts say it's not going to... So I appreciate that. I appreciate the question. We've actually addressed this, the the CBO. Orwellian. I actually like that description. Jean-Pierre says that they've already addressed the analysis by the Congressional Budget Office, but of course, they haven't. Here's her explanation. It was the top line number. There's more in there that shows uh, that it will have the money uh, from. Remember how we're doing this, too. It's it's making sure that billionaires uh, in corporate America are are paying their fair share, making sure that it's that the tax code is a little bit more fair. And so when you do that, when you put it in its totality, you will see that it will it will bring down, lower the deficit. Here are the facts. The Inflation Reduction Act will not reduce inflation. 
It's three quarters of a trillion dollars in taxes and spending. It will hurt the economy. It brings in 87,000 new IRS agents, raises taxes on families, making a whole lot less than Biden's $400,000 promise. It kills energy jobs and forces Green New Deal policies that will not work. Can you imagine being in California with its constant rolling blackouts from high electricity use? And yet they are pushing for people to go electric on everything. Soon, you won't be able to cool your house, run your stove, or drive your car. But hey, that's the green agenda that Biden pushed through in his Inflation Reduction Act. Then, how about Kamala Harris, who is addressing space exploration? With the exploration of space being defined in the 20th century, we know that living in this century, we must think about where we now stand and where we must go. So while it was defined quite well in the 20th century, the opportunity of space must guide our work in the 21st century. What? What was that? I have no idea, but that's typical Kamala Harris, saying a whole bunch of words, but not making any sense. And what about Joe Biden himself? Well, he's off on yet another beach vacation, which it seems like he's doing every single weekend. And here he is, avoiding reporters like usual. He needs to go get some bathing suits. He's on a mission. Otherwise, I'm sure he'd just sit there, assuming he didn't fall off his bike, and answer all their questions. Don't hold your breath. And finally, on the political front, Joe Biden and his policies, such as running the economy into the ground and his crisis on the southern border, are having a huge impact on Hispanic support. And a new poll shows quite clearly that Hispanics are leaving Biden and the Democrats and moving over to the Republicans. Recall a few months ago when I told you that Hispanic support for Joe Biden was at 26 percent. Then just a few weeks ago, a new poll showed that support dropped to 18 percent. That's incredible. It's a near unanimous rejection of the job Joe Biden is doing by the Hispanic community. And we've seen the results. More and more Hispanics are coming over to the Republican Party. A Republican, Maya Flores, became the first Mexican-born woman to be elected to Congress. Border areas of Texas are moving away from the Democrats. Now, this should strike fear in the hearts of Democrats because this is how they thought they would turn Texas blue and other states too pander to the Hispanic community, try and paint an issue like border security as some kind of racist issue if you support a secure border, as if Hispanics somehow don't value the rule of law. The Democrats have turned to extreme policies, and now they are paying the price. Texas Latino Conservatives, a group founded by my longtime friend, political activist and officeholder Orlando Sanchez, polled his Texas Hispanics recently, and the results are significant yet not surprising. 83% said the country is going in the wrong direction. 57% disapprove of the job Joe Biden is doing. So how do those sentiments translate to the upcoming November elections? According to the poll, and this is a big one, Republicans are now in a dead heat with Democrats among Hispanics on the generic congressional ballot. 43% of Hispanics favoring the Republican candidate and 43% favoring the Democrat. This is huge, folks. Remember, 
Democrats have been counting on Hispanics to deliver big margins, and now it's a tie. Here's something else. 61% of those polled said they were bothered by the current direction of the Democrat Party. 61%. And 28% of those folks don't even yet identify with the GOP. They are hardworking people that Republicans can win over because the Democrats have gone so extreme. And what are those issues the Hispanic thinks the Democrats have gone far left on? Issues like government handouts, socialism, and the focus on race and gender issues. No one wants to hear that stuff. Well, those issues are going to alienate just about everyone. And it's cool to see that Hispanics are not immune because that's exactly what the Democrats were hoping for, that they could be as extreme as they want and the people would just keep voting for them. And one final note on the poll, there is some great news considering that the Democrats are focused so heavily on dividing the country rather than bringing people together as Americans. With them, it's all about identity politics and who is the victim and who is the oppressor. Well, when asked how respondents describe themselves to friends, the number one answer was American, followed by Texan, then Hispanic. It shows that the entire philosophy of the Democrats is driving this community away at warp speed. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our next show will be Monday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.